Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Jackson Gage Collective, the world's most intriguing podcast. My name is Jackson Gage, and this is my podcast. Uh, we got a very interesting episode today with a very good friend of mine out in Hawaii by the name of Stephen Bell, a.k.a. Soul Brother Rhythm, a.k.a. Magnificent Merriam-Webster, a.k.a. Reuben Love, a.k.a. Marvelous Marvin Maui, and the a.k.a.s go on and on and on for this dude. Um, very interesting guy. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to tell you to make sure that you subscribe to this channel, uh, whether it's on Spotify, where you can uh, give us a follow and a rating, give us a rating and review on iTunes, or if it's on YouTube, you can go ahead and follow and, um, you know, get notifications for when uh, we put up new videos, hit that bell icon, and I would appreciate it. Like the video and, you know, everything you need to do, you already know the motions, go ahead and do all of them, do all of them, I'd appreciate it. Uh, my episode today is an interesting one. Like I said, Soul Brother Rhythm is on the show. Uh, Stephen Bell, uh, Magnificent, Marvelous, Marvin Maui, Miriam Webster, a.k.a. Ruben Love. And uh, it's, a, it's an interesting episode in the fact that we talk about some deep-ass shit. I've been friends with this guy for quite a while. I met him on Kauai, I think, fuck, six years ago, seven, maybe six years ago on Kauai in a, in a little Mexican restaurant on a remote island watching UFC and uh, we ran into each other and we became friends ever since good friends uh, brothers now and we, you know we're both on the path of the higher man as as we like to describe it and it's what we what all of our conversations are usually based on right personal growth and you know he's another person who I, these are the things I talk about with him on a daily basis why not share it with somebody else share it with you guys so you can join into our conversation and you know hopefully you can get something out of it this was our first episode using this uh, this software that I have for this podcast streaming, and he's all the way in Maui, uh, and I'm here in San Diego, and we had a few technical difficulties. The thing broke up a few times. We had to figure out how to make it work. His computer died. I ended up getting sick at the end, so we couldn't really finish it, and I was, I was out of it for like the last 20 minutes, but we still got some good conversation in, and we're going to bring you more episodes like this, so be patient with the, with the breakups in the, in the middle there. I, I tried to cut them up as best as I could, um, and hopefully you get some, some hopefully you enjoy hanging out with us and get some value from what we're talking about. If not, at least, you, you know, just hang, come and hang out with us on the episodes, you know, come and hang out with us at the Jackson Gage Collective, and, and hit me up if you need anything at The Increase Life on Instagram, or you can go on Spotify and leave um, a one minute message and I can play it on the show. Uh, maybe you leave a question and I'll answer it on the show. I would appreciate that. So enjoy the episode and let me welcome Mr. Stephen Bell, AKA Magnificent Miriam Webster, AKA Ruben Love, AKA Marvelous Marvin Maui. He is in the house. Welcome Stephen Bell. I love you, bro. What's up? All right, here we go, man. Stephen yeah. Bell. Yeah. How you doing, man? The AKA. I'm <laughs> yeah, if we do the AKAs, that'll be half the episode, man. Keep going for a while. We'll just throw one of them in there. One of my, one of my. Lately, this one's my favorite, man. AKA Stephen Bell, AKA Marvelous. Yeah, Miriam yeah. Webster, Marvelous yeah, Miriam Webster. That's a good one, man. I like that one. We also got AKA Ruben Love. Ruben Love. We could put Marvelous in front of anything. Marvelous Ruben Love. Marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Marvelous, Marvelous Webster, yeah. <laughs> Miriam Webster. Yeah, um, yeah. So what's going on, man? How you doing? Shoot, brother, I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. This is a long time coming, man. I'm excited, you know. Yeah, man. We've been talking about it for a while. Um, yeah. You know, for I I I probably have mentioned this in the intro, but we've. 
we've been using Marco Polo for quite a while, man, because we met in Kauai. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What is? I don't even know. Was that five, six years? Six years ago, maybe? Five yeah, years? that was that was um, probably twenty eighteen. Twenty. No, it had to be. Well, I left in. Uh, I left at the end of seventeen. And oh wow! So it must have been the end of sixteen Seven. or the beginning of seventeen. Yeah, so yeah, five yeah, years was, at least. Yeah, yeah, man. <sighs> met on a freaking, uh, you know, one of the most remote islands in the world, watching a UFC fight in a Mexican restaurant at the bar, and neither one of us were drinking. Remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, I came in there. I came in there with a Frederick Nietzsche book, sitting down at a Mexican bar. And then you right there next to me, we started talking about, you know, the fights, then started talking about philosophy. And then the next thing you know, we're doing hot yoga together and drinking coconut water and jacuzzis. <laughs> no homo. Hey. No homo. No homo. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, for real, though, that's the that's the. Uh that's the path man you know and it's and i'm just kidding saying no homo but it's funny if you get, even in this society if you say that yeah man we were doing some we met in a bar and then we ended up <laughs> we ended up doing hot yoga and drinking coconut water together and shit you know yeah, and, and man. sitting and in, sneaking into uh resorts sitting in hot tubs and shit in this society yeah, for man. man to say that you know people you know, take that weird and shit you know you know you were my uh you were my kawaii sneaky link <laughs> <laughs> come on man shit <laughs> no nah, but you know but no nah, but real talk though real talk though man you know that's that's why i feel like our friendship has been so strong for so long because it's been um it's been real it's been vulnerable you know we've been there's no there's no ego right we're not trying to measure our dicks and and um, impose our masculinity on one another. We just receive each other as we are, you know, and that's what has made this, you know, relationship that we have as strong as it is, you know, and, you know, and I think it's something that a lot of men can benefit from when you can, you know, and, and, you know, cause when we were, we were talking about what led to hot yoga is, um, I believe, you know, we were talking about, you know, being on the, the path of the higher man. We didn't have the words for that yet, but we were talking about that in theory. And you were like, hey, have you ever tried hot yoga? I was like, no. And you were saying it's something that'll open you up. It'll give you access to yourself. So I was like, dope, let's do it. So then we jump in there, we do the class. And after you do it, anyone who's done hot yoga, <clears throat> you know, you sweat profusely, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah. you know, immediately after the best thing to do is to hydrate. So we had the coconut water ready. Um, somebody also had fruit out on like a bench out there too. Right. So I think we snagged some fruit, the coconut water, we rehydrated, jumped in the jacuzzi. And then we're talking about, you know, manifesting. We're talking about dreams and ambitions because you know, we've released all the tension out of our body. Now you're just loose and you're free and you're fluid. So mentally you're fluid. So, you know, I know we were joking in the beginning, making it sound like, you know, 
homoerotic, but <laughs> it, it, it was, it was some real shit. And I, I'll touch on this too. You know, we were exchanging polos earlier and you were talking about jumping in the sauna, sweating, intense cardio and what that does for you. And hot yoga for me does the same thing. You know, it's mentally challenging. Um, it makes you think it, 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 you know, there's moments when you might feel like you're going to break and you have to sit, but you persevere. Um, it's a powerful, it's a powerful tool, but, um, but no, man, it's been a beautiful friendship for these past five years, man. Yeah, most definitely. It's, uh, two things I'll touch on the yoga and, and when he says polo, there's an app. If you don't have the app, you should check it out. It's a good way to communicate. Um, it helps you get comfortable on video. It helps you speak on video. Uh, it helps you become a better communicator because you're recording videos of yourself constantly um, through these conversations. And it's a it's a video app, and you send videos back and forth. And uh, we've been shit. We've been back and forth on that daily for years, man. You know, mm -hmm. every day we talk on that motherfucker. Just about it might be a couple <laughs> days here and there where one of us is you know kind of out of it, out of our vibe a little bit, and we kind of yeah. you know you kind of got to. Uh, retreat into your cave for a few days sometimes, but, uh, we talk every day and I was just telling William, uh, that it's important, especially for men, especially for men, cause girls all have all their girlfriends and this and that, you know, but men, oh. what's that? <laughs> that's a, that's my speaker. That's my speaker. Are you good? <laughs> let me, let me, let me turn that off. Cause it's dying. Okay. Yeah. Turn it off. That's and all right. just Cut this. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Turn it off, and we'll just cut this piece out. <laughs> All right. Check. Check. Yep. Uh, good. All right. Shoot, Joe Rogan's guests. They get up and go to the bathroom sometimes. You know, it's all good. <laughs> they do, man. You know what I need to get? You can have on this Riverside. You can have a. You can have a producer, someone that sits in, but only the, they can't be heard on the podcast, but they can hear you, and you can communicate with them. So they can like mm. look stuff up or whatever. I need to find somebody who's down to do that. I think I have get somebody you a, in mind. Get you a young Jamie. Go look that up, Jamie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that would be dope. You know, um, I can't see you though. Where are you at, bro? There we go. No. Boom. Okay. Um, okay. So anyhow, are, is your uh, video view still good? Your head's not cut off or nothing? I'm, I'm okay. solid, solid right on. Okay. So what I was saying was, um, as far as the Marco Polo, uh, Oh, what I was telling William the other day, who's another guy that I was an ex cop with. And I host another uh, podcast with him called soul rollers. He's a life coach. And me and him talk every day on Marco Polo too. Same thing, deep introspective conversations about our, our personal growth and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was telling him for us sometimes as a man, you know, you might come from a, from a family that's not, not a huge family where you're all always getting together and spending time together and you don't have people within your family where you can talk on a man to man level with. Mm -hmm. And for men, if you don't have that, it can, sometimes it can be a lonely place. And I know there's a lot of men out there who don't have people to talk to, but, um, well, so that's why for one reason why I have this podcast, you can sit and talk with us, but mm -hmm. you know, you kind of create your own tribe and you create your own family with the brothers, you know, a band of brothers type of deal. And mm -hmm. we've been able to do that with, um, with Marco Polo, man, it's been huge. Cause if you don't have that, how often are you really going to talk? You might text, call each other sometimes, but we face to face every day, even though you're in Maui and I'm in San Diego. So thank mm. you, Marco Polo. 
And um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say was <clears throat> the hot yoga. Um, you go in a hot yoga class, it's probably, what, 2 3% males in there? Probably one out of 20 is, mm-hmm. is males. In Hawaii, it might be a little bit higher, a lot less ego out there, you know. But uh, it's still predominantly women. Predominantly women. And I think that's mm-hmm. an ego thing, too, a lot of men. I'm not going to do yoga. That's for girls. Or I can't. A lot of times you hear, I can't do yoga. It's so boring. But the whole point, especially hot yoga, you go in there for, what, an hour and a half? And mm-hmm. you push yourself to the limits mentally and physically mm-hmm. for an hour and a half. And when you come out, <clears throat> excuse me, when you come out, anything that you thought was shitty in your life is pretty much, you're not worried about it anymore. You know, you feel good after that and you're not, you've got rid of all your, got gotten rid of all your tension. And uh, yeah, man, I highly, highly recommend hot yoga for the men out there listening and the women, you know, if you're not doing yoga or hot yoga or anything with yourself, go out there and try it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I'll touch on, I'll piggyback a little bit with the ego, you know, you know that I was a fitness coach like full time for a little while. And for those listening, I was, um, I coached for orange theory and F 45. And, um, you know, those are just classes and predominantly women. And I think men, when it comes to being led by somebody else, that's where ego comes into play. A lot of men like to just go into gym and just lift on their own without guidance. Um, and then being in a, in a setting, a bunch with around people being paced, you know, it's something that men are less inclined to be a part of. But what I noticed with women, it's a lot less about them being guided and it's more about camaraderie. You know, they go into these classes to be held accountable by everybody else, right? You go in there and you see the person next to you pushing, it makes you want to push and women feed off that. And it's something that us as men, we could benefit from that a lot more in our everyday lives. Men find that in like, um, uh, team sports, right? Men find that in team sports, men find that in serving, joining, you know, you know, as you know, from being a police officer and, um, when I was serving in the military, like men do that in those ways, but do we do that just in the natural setting in the civilian side? We don't. And that comes right back around to the beauty of having like, you know, your brotherhood, um, you know, using this Marco Polo where you build your tribe, you know, where what we're centering around is, is personal growth, you know, like that's what the tribe is revolving around. That's why we come together in our huddles. Our huddles are personal growth huddles, you know, and it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. Something that I really, uh, yeah, man, you know, really, really appreciate it. Like you said, with the polos, you know, um, with the Marco Polo app, you know, you record a video and you know, it's, it's uninterrupted. It's just you, what is it like? Um, like a stream of conscious, right? It's an uninterrupted, like stream of conscious. You just, you know, express and expand upon any idea as much as you want. And then what's dope is when you press play and you listen, it, it really forces you to listen. There's no interrupting. It's just you listening and absorbing it all, you know? And, um, you know, it really encourages you to, 
you know, really listen to your fellow brothers, really listen and, 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 uh, and then when you record a video back in response, you know, it really encourages you to remember everything that person said, cause you want to touch on all the points. It's a beautiful app. Anyway, just wanted to yeah. piggyback on what, yeah. what you were saying. We should make a, I'm going to, I'm going to cut up this whole thing and tag Marco Polo in it. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll sponsor the podcast and shit. You know, we use the hey. fuck out of it. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, man. um, yeah, man, the, um, I had a thought there about that, but I'll get off of Marco Polo. But, you know, I did have a thought about Marco Polo and I'll just throw this out there and then we'll get more into your story here. But, uh, I was thinking like starting something with once I grow this listenership, starting something with like a Patreon or whatever, where if you pay the Patreon, then you get a certain number of Marco Polos, you know, you can hit me up on Polo and, and ask me something and we can talk, you know what I mean? I Yo, think that will be dope. We eventually get to that. Dope. So yeah. I don't think anybody's done something like that yet. So, um, but anyhow, so I know you got a lot, we got a lot to get into, man. Um, me and you, obviously we can sit here and talk about a million different things. So, and you'll be <laughs> on here. Stefan's going to be a regular on this show for sure. So if we don't cover something or you have any questions, there's something on Spotify that's pretty cool. Um, if you're listening to podcasts, you can go to the little, if you're going to the episode right under it, there's a little link that says, if you want to ask a question, you hit the link and it allows you to record a one minute question. And then we can play that on another episode and answer it. So if anybody wants to do that, that would be dope. And, um, but yeah, man. Yeah. So let's get into, what do you want to get into? I, I kind of want to get into your new, new venture into a relationship here. You know what I mean? Because, um, we've both been single for a long time and, mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of by, kind of by choice, you know, as you get more into personal growth as a man, you don't just jump on everything. You see, you don't jump on the first woman who gives you some attention. You don't get the first girlfriend that, you know, bats her eyes at you. You understand mm -hmm. that you're high value, you know, that as a, as a king, if you see yourself as a king, you're going to, you're going to wait for a queen, you know? And right. uh, so that's one thing we got to work on is seeing ourselves in a higher regard as men, um, mm -hmm. as high value items. Cause you, what does society look at men as, you know, like they look at, we look at women as the prize, but in my eyes, you know, we're the prize and, uh, you and if you're the prize, then you, you know what I mean? So we, we take our time and we allow things to manifest and we just work on ourselves. And that happened for you recently. And you, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you met somebody who, man, it seems, it seems like you, you, you're vibing with her, man. It seems like everything's going good with that. You know, yeah. how, how do you think that in the first place, how do you think that kind of manifested for you, man? Cause there's a lot of dudes out there who are single guys or waiting for their, you know, looking for the right one or whatever. And I know you've, you kind of manifested this cause we've talked about it over the years. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we have. Your, can you put the mic again? Can you get a little bit closer to it or put it? There you go. And I, yeah, that's good. There we go. Yeah, no, we have talked about that. That's and, um, when it comes to, you know, manifesting this, So, yeah, when it comes to manifesting it, you know, at, I took, um, after my last relationship, I took a year, it was a little bit longer than a year, um, and just gave myself time to really understand what, what I'm looking for in this chapter of my life, you know, you know, really reflect on the, the, 
the wins and the losses from all the all my previous relationships you know what what made my previous relationship strong what made them weak um where was i strong where was i weak all those things thought about that for a while and um something and i think everyone will probably if they were to sit and meditate on what is companionship to them um what kind of partnership is ideal for them, they're going to come up with their own conclusion in mind. Um, a big part of that companionship is someone that I would like to have as a friend and someone that, um, someone that I, someone that I could have as a friend, a confidant. And in a big part too, was someone that I could enjoy life with you know, go on little adventures. So I live in Maui. I moved back to Hawaii. This is my fourth time living out in, in Hawaii. And I moved back because I, you know, want to have a relationship with nature. And I wanted a partner that would like to go hiking with me, that would like to go explore waterfalls and go scuba diving, like that kind of companionship. <clears throat> and but it took a little while for me to realize that's the kind of engagement that I want, you know? And then once I realized that was the kind of engagement that I wanted, um, I think then my mind was like, okay, that's what we're going to look for. And like, that's who started becoming more attractive as I started, you know, moving around in my every day. And then along came Cindy. I saw her. And a brother had to make a move. <laughs> brother had to make hey, a move. Hey, Cindy. Shout out, Cindy. Yeah. Shout out to Cindy mm -hmm. Lee. Cynthia Lee. Out, out on Kauai. Yeah. Yeah. Out on Kauai. Mm -hmm. um, the magical island of Kauai. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful place. Special place. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, man. You know, and, and, you know, what's funny is, you know, I didn't know that was who she was when I saw her. I was just, there was something about her. I was like, I, there's something about her that I want to get to know. It was something about the way she's, the way she stood and carried herself, you know, and you can tell a lot about someone's posture, you know, um, you know, hunched up, hunched over shoulders. That seems to, that seems to give off the impression that there's something heavy on the mind or lack of confidence, you know, um, somebody slouched it kind of gives off a sense that like maybe they're tired or lazy, you know, there's, there's things, but when you see somebody upright, it gives a sense like there's intention in their move, in their moves and actions. They're, they're intentional. This looks like someone that is sure of themselves. looks like someone that knows what they want and it makes you, <laughs> I want to know what it is they want. <laughs> you know, I want to know yeah. like, damn, this is an intentional being I'm looking at. What are they putting their energy into? I'm interested. Come to find out she's putting her, her energy into those very things that I mentioned, you know, so it, 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 you know, it worked out or it's been working out. Now, first off, how did you, well, I'll get into that in a second, but you know, you, you came to, cause you were living, where were you living? Where were you living before this, before Maui? Where were you at on the East coast? In Virginia. False Virginia, church. right? And you were like, yeah. during that time we were talking, you're like, man, I got to get out to nature, man. I got to get out to the islands again. You know, yeah. you made that happen. Yeah. And uh, you got out there, you started, uh, you know, doing some introspective work, doing some solo <laughs> trips, doing some mushroom mushrooms, trips. baby. <laughs> mushrooms. <Right? laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the golden teachers, man, you know? And, uh, yeah. you were out there connecting with yourself for a while. Mm-hmm. And how much do you think that played into manifesting, attracting, and running into somebody who you vibe with? The work that you're doing on yourself out there, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's a big part of it. You know, that's everything. That's everything. And it's, it affects everything, you know, it's, um, not only does it influence and affect who I attract and who I'm attracted to, but it also influences and affects, um, just who I am as a person, um, how I interact with you, you know, how we talk, um, it, it affects everything. And I'm a big, big proponent of introspective work. I'm a big, big proponent of, um, you know, self-actualization, especially in the world today, because there's so many, there's, there's so much, there's so much external stimuli in media infiltrating our minds that gives us a false sense of self. And we do need to purge ourselves. Um, we need to uh, detox ourselves from all that external stimuli, you know, to kind of tune into your own vibration. It's kind of like, you know, when you're turning the dial on a, on a, on a radio, you know, old school, I'm over here talking about turning the dial, you know, in a damn, and, uh, and <laughs> I'm taking, I'm thinking what, like a station wagon, you know, you were in a damn station yeah, wagon. Throwing that VHS. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're in the radio, you know, you're driving in the car and you're turning the dial and you know, you get multiple stations coming in on that one channel. You don't know what that true channel is. So then you got to try to get to like that, that, that decibel, you know, you're, you're changing the decibels. You're changing the decimal to get down to that, that, that one station so you can hear it clear. And it's like, sometimes you gotta, you gotta do that, man. You gotta get your, get your antenna or get your station dialed in, get away from all that static, get away from all that external noise, figure out what your channel is, what your vibration is. And then, you know, hone in on that and stay true to it. And it, it, it's, um, it's a powerful thing. Now, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I've mastered it and I've figured it out. I'm still, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. trying to tune into my, my vibration and, and channel. But it's a, it's, an, it's, a, it's a forever thing. It's an ever-going thing. It never stops. But I say all that to say that has played a big part. The shrooms definitely helped. Um, you know, I can talk about my trip in a little bit, but um, that played a big role, man. Yeah, man. The um, The just to keep going on that radio topic, the way you're talking about that is I feel like the way that it works is as you, that was a perfect metaphor that you used. you know, is that what it would be a metaphor or, um, yeah, I, what it is. Yeah. I think it's a metaphor, yeah. metaphor for, for yeah. tuning in to your own vibration, right. Um, mm-hmm. or to the correct vibration, to your highest vibration, you know, mm-hmm. because you're getting static, 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 and then you finally get it in, get it to the right point and you hit that station and it's nice and clear. But yeah. you turn it a little to the left and it's fucked up, a little to the right and it's fucked up. And uh, that's why we're always working on it because that dial in our life is always turning to the left and right no matter how close you get to it. But as you get the closer you get to that correct vibration, 
that's when you begin to, your life matches the vibration that you're Mm -hmm. emitting within yourself. Right. So then you may encounter somebody else who is tuned into their vibration and you may never have even seen them before. They, they might not have looked twice at you before, but you're on that same vibration. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and now all of a sudden you guys have connected. So I think a lot of that work you're doing on, on Maui, that introspective work, that solo work, you know, going out on the beach at night solo and doing mushroom trips, you know, meditation. That's the deepest meditation you can find right there. I think, and uh, you're tuning in, tuning in, tuning in. And all of a sudden you run into somebody else who is, who is also tuned into that same vibe. And, Mm -hmm. um, that that's where good relationships come from. I, I believe, you know, that's how you find a good relationship by working on yourself, you know, and, um, yeah, not, not by anything outside of yourself, because if you're using things outside of yourself to find a woman or whatever, to, to impress her with this and that with money and other things, you know, but you're not tuned into your vibration. You're just going to attract somebody who isn't tuned in as well. And it's just going to end it as in disaster. So, um, Mm -hmm. and then one other thing you said, just so the listeners can kind of, you said self-actualization and, um, Mm -hmm. that's, that comes from, uh, Abraham Maslow and the guy who created the hierarchy hierarchy of needs. needs. Yep. Yeah. And he talked about, you know, yeah. Self-actualization is the very top of that. Mm -hmm. And people in society who, he said that people who are self-actualized, <clears throat> all people who are self-actualized have two things in common. And, um, and self-actualization, he would say is the most tuned in people, probably the most happy people in our society who are attracting what they want in their life. And he said the the first thing that they have is that they are, um, unattached to the outcome. So whatever they do in life, they're not doing it for an outcome. They're just living their life in the moment and, tuning into their vibration and their life will create itself instead mm-hmm. of working for outcomes all the time, which we're prone to do in our society. Yeah. And then the second thing he said is he, they're, they're unaffected by the good and the bad opinions of other people. Um, so self-actualized people aren't affected by the good opinions of people. Oh, you're great. You're awesome. And they're not affected by the bad opinions of people so they can be themselves and they don't chase outcomes and you put those two together and that's common amongst all uh, self-actualized people. So you, you had mentioned those, self-actualization and that kind of popped into my head. Yeah. So, and those two um, things are not easy to do or balance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, uh, so let's, let me ask you this. How did you, mm-hmm. while we're on the topic of, of relationships and you know, your relationship that you have now, um, and that, that's another thing being your self-actualization unattached to the outcome of a relationship, you know, because mm-hmm. what do we do most within our society out of fear and ego, we get in a relationship and we want an outcome. We want to see the end point of it. We want to have it be an eternal thing that lasts forever. And that's mm-hmm. being attached to the outcome, you know, and that will create an, un- that will create, that can create an unhealthy relationship, right? Because mm-hmm. you're trying to create, we're trying to make something work that might not in five years, you know? So yeah. uh, ideally you want to go into a relationship unattached to the outcome. It's good right now. We're happy right now. Five years from now, it might be different. One month from now, it might be different, but I'm going to enjoy this moment and allow it to grow where it may, you know, with no attachment to it. So how did you, how did you meet your girl, man? Like, what were the details of that? Cause I know men listening want to know like, well, how'd you run into her? What'd you, how'd you approach her? Well, how did that go? You know, the, the small details. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into that. One thing I want to comment though on is, um, 
you know, you talked about being attached to the outcome and, you know, being attached to the outcome. That's like, that's living in the future. Right. And there's that saying living in the past will make you depressed. Living in the future will make you anxious. Only way to be calm or at peace is to live in the present and to be able to live in the present means you're not focused on the outcome. And, um, and it's falling in love and enjoying the journey because that's where all the beautiful parts are. And I've heard a couple of people talk about this lately, the dash. Um, there's a story about, um, you know, you look at someone's tombstone, it'll have like their birth date and then their, their death date. But the story that makes that person who they are is in the dash, right? It's their, it's their birthday dash death date. And the person who they are is not within their birthday and their death day. Who they are is within that dash. And that's where we need to live in the dash, you know? Yes. I and, like um, I love, you that. know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. right before you get in, you made me think of something, man, where you, you the, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just a good reminder to always remember that whatever road you're walking, there's, we're all on our own path and on that path mm -hmm. you were born and at the end of that path and there is an end is death mm -hmm. you know death mm -hmm. is on that path and you don't know where death is on that path and so many people live as if death isn't on that path and they wait to do the things they want to do and they wait mm -hmm. to take action on the things they want to do and they wait to enjoy life because they're busy working or they're busy doing what society says they should do and uh mm -hmm. it's the most important thing you can do in your life, man, is the things you want to do while you're alive. Because yeah. that path, the, the, the moment that the grim reaper steps onto it, you, you don't know when it's going to be, you know? So why not live it right now? Do what you want to do right now. You know, enjoy the people around you right now, you know, be grateful right now because this shit's going to end, you know? And, 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 and maybe it doesn't end. Maybe it's the rebirth, but whatever it is, this time on earth is going to end, you know? So just wanted to, I like that. I love that. What you said about the dash. That was good shit. <laughs> hey, you know, shout out to the rock. I got <laughs> shout out <laughs> to Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I heard him telling that story on, on something, but, um, but even what we're talking about right now is something that we could spend so much time talking on because, um, I was, I was listening to, uh, um, I was listening to some, it was like a video essay on stoicism and make sure that I can recall it properly. They were talking about how, yeah, you know, the, the ugly truth with life, the ugly, the ugly truths, we have to be okay with the ugly truths and the realities of life, the realities of living. And part of the realities of living, there are a lot of realities that we're not exposed to all the time. There's realities of divorce. There's realities of disease, realities of, of, you know, of, you know, sudden loss of job career. I mean, anything there's, there's, there's so many, there's so many possibilities. And when people talk about, oh, there's infinite possibilities in life, we usually look at it on the positive end of the spectrum, all the possibilities of what you can be and become. But we don't also look at all the possibilities of failure and loss. <clears throat> and one of the things they were talking about in this 
piece about stoicism is that with every gain, there's also a loss for one person to win. Another person sometimes has to lose for, um, you know, for one gain, sometimes there's a loss. And when it comes to fortune, when you gain something, it came at the loss of something for somebody. And in that moment that you have this, whatever it is, the reality is you're not going to have it forever. Even if it's your, your prime, your health, your faculties, whatever it is, you're not going to have it forever. Appreciate, just appreciate it so that when you do lose it, because you will, you can look back with appreciation and you can look back at these fond memories of what you were able to do with it rather than not doing anything with it. Like you said, some people live as if they don't, they're not going to die or even in fear of death. So they're trying to hold on to their life, hold on to their vitality. Then when they start losing it, they freak the fuck out, you know, fucking what's that show fucking butcher or whatever. It's like, there's this one show where people go on and get all this fucking surgery and shit. And it's, you know, people trying to hold on to something, hold on to the youth, hold on to this, hold on to that, rather than just being able to age gracefully, you know, and I admire a lot of athletes, you know, we talk about MMA all the time and, you know, George St. Pierre, there's, there's, there's a lot of fighters that have done amazing in the sports of MMA and have walked away and are stepping into a new life and they're thriving like Daniel Cormier. You know, we know how hard of a competitor he was. We saw his fights with John Jones where he, you know, he cried at the end because he's that passionate of a competitor, but look at him now because he gave his all lived in the moment. He's able to look back on his career with fondness and he's not going to be someone that's going to come back and ruin their legacy because he can't let it go, you know? And then you have some people that do. And, um, you know, with stoicism, they talk about, you know, it's just, just, just be in the moment, be present, appreciate. And that's all you got to do. Just be in the moment and appreciate. Um, and that, that brings me right back around to Cindy. So I'll touch on that. And that's how I've been approaching this relationship is just being in the moment. And it's not focusing on, you know, are we going to have a family one day? Are we going to get married one day? It's just, Hey, you know, she's going to, so I live on Maui. She lives on Kauai. She's flying over this weekend and it's like, Hey, what do you want to do this weekend? And it's like, okay, let's go to a waterfall. After the waterfall, we'll go up to Haleakala, which is, um, um, this crater on Maui <clears throat> and it sits pretty high up. I think 10, a little over 10,000 feet. Um, Volcano, right? Yeah. 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 A little over 10,000 feet. There's an observatory up there. So we're going to hit a waterfall, go up to the top of Haleakala, come back down, watch some of the fights and then do something else. And you know, it's just, just living in the moment, you know? Um, yeah, just living in the moment, which is something that I'm doing a lot more. And then I'll segue into <laughs> how I, how I hollered at her. <laughs> how yeah, I spit yeah. some game. Inquiry minds want to know, man. <laughs> how I hollered. So, so, uh, so my sister and my nephew also live on Kauai. 
So this was July 3rd. I flew over for the 4th of July and um, I'm cruising with my little nephew, dopest little dude in the world. Shout out to Asher Hayden. Asher. Asher Hayden. Shout out to Asher. Asher Hayden. What's up, buddy? My, my nephew. I see a lot What's of videos up? of you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <What> <laughs> Uncle up, Stefan bro? talks about you a lot, man. Yeah, man. Love that dude. Mm -hmm. So I'm cruising with him and um, we check in with his mother, my sister, Berlin, Berlin Cheney. Shout out to my little sis. And um, we're like, hey, we're coming home. You guys want anything to eat? She's like, yeah, grab a pizza. So I'm like, all right. So we pull off to go pick up some pizza. And right next to the pizza spot is a laundromat. So I hop out the car. Me and little man are walking over to the pizza spot. And then I see this tall bronze woman, you know, and you know, we're in Hawaii. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of black people or anyone who even like kind of looks black out here. So me seeing a, a woman that looks like a black woman, I'm like, Whoa. So I see her and, um, you know, she's looking good. But, you know, initially I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't run up and holler. I got my little nephew with me. That's not a good look. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's not a good look just running up there trying to spit some game. So I'm like, whatever. She looks good. And what I don't know is that she had already seen me. She also thought her brother was looking good, but she also saw my nephew and she's like, that's probably, you know, he probably got his wife in the car. She's at home. That's a beautiful little boy. She, he probably has a beautiful woman. Like, let me not even make eye contact. So I don't know that's going on. So I go into the pizza shop, um, order pizza. And apparently she wanted some pizza too. Now I talked to her about this. I was like, now tell me, I was like, Cindy, be honest. Did you order pizza just so, you know, you can get close to me. Were you trying to do that? Were you going in, you know, when you, <laughs> did you walk into the pizza shop, order <laughs> pizza just so, you know, and she was like, no, I was going to get pizza anyways. I was like, all right. Um, so she goes in and orders some pizza too. And then I get a, a, a better look at her and I'm like, man, you know, she does look good, but also it's not just that she looks good. You, cause you talked about this before, right? We have seen attractive women. We're not just running out trying to find the most attractive woman to bone, you know, in a stage of your life where you're looking for companionship, or even if you're not looking for companionship, what's going to make you, what's going to make me want to talk to somebody is there has to be something beyond just the physicality. There has to be something there. So one, it was like how she was dressed and how she was carrying herself, you know, um, like I said, tall statuesque. at the time she was in a CrossFit gym. So she, um, had this athletic gear on, she had her hair kind of pent up. So again, she's looks very intentional. You know, she does CrossFit. So she's like, she's fit. Um, and she also has this like look in her eyes too. It just made me real curious. So she orders a pizza. We order our pizza. It's like a 15, 20 minute wait. So then me and Asher, we, we head out and we kind of kick it until it's time to pick our pizza up. So we come back to get the pizza and then she's there and I'm like, man, let me just figure out how I can just say something to her. And I'm like, all right, 4th of July is coming up tomorrow. My little nephew loves fireworks. 
I'll ask her one, if she lives here. And if she does, that's my way of finding out if she lives here or if she's visiting. And then two, if she says she is living here, I ask her, does she know of any good fireworks shows happening on the island? So I approach her. I say, Hey, how's it going? She's like, Oh, I'm good. I'm like, do you live here on the island? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Because, um, my nephew, <laughs> I make sure to say that, you know, with yeah, extra yeah. emphasis on every, every letter <laughs> nephew. <laughs> so, you know, it's not my son. Um, he loves fireworks. You know, of any fireworks shows happening out here. She's like, Oh, you know, there's one that I go to, um, by the stadium. I was like, Oh, cool. And she was like, you don't want to be going tonight. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, do you mind if I get your number? Then, you know, you can give me a little bit more information because my nephew will probably, you know, dig it. So we exchange numbers. Um, and then we text a little bit throughout the day. What did we text about? We text about, it was, it was first initially just about, about the, the fireworks show. And then we started getting a little bit more personal, like, you know, where do you live? How long did you live here? And, and that, and then, um, that night I asked her, I was like, Hey, would you want to catch breakfast in the morning? She was like, yeah. So we went and grabbed a cup of coffee. Then, um, at the end of the cup of coffee, you know, I was like, Hey, you want to go to the beach and just kick it for a second? She was like, yeah, I'm down. So then we cruised to the beach. We didn't get out the car. We just sat in the car, um, right in front of the beach and just kind of vibed to some music and we have a similar ear for music. And that was the initial meeting. And then I didn't see her again until two weeks later when I flew back to the Island. And that was, uh, that was how, how that kicked off. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, um, yeah. And it seemed like, I remember when you first met her, cause like I said, we talk just about every day. So I, I, I knew that you met her and then, you know, I could see the little, little change in you over the next few weeks, man. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I just knew I could, I could tell, I don't know if it's your vibe or what I'm like, ah, you, he, he likes his girl, man. He, he likes his girl. I can tell. So I was happy for you. I'm happy for you right now, man. You went, uh, you just got back from Kauai. What couple uh, last week, two weeks ago for your birthday or whatever. Went to some, um, Went, looks like you had a good time, man. Went scuba diving, ate some mushroom chocolate. Uh, you said you went to a waterfall. So it looks like you had a good time, man. You good? Can you hear me? All right. Well, uh, that was, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. We're still working out the kinks. And uh, this is this is our first time recording with this software here. So we're figuring it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll get it going. But, um, where were we? I forgot what we were talking about. I know you did mention those fights too. We're going to have to just talk about that, even though when this comes out, it will be after the fights, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to go into those a little bit. Cause those are some of the, that's the best card I've seen in a while. Yeah. I'm looking up. forward to it. Yeah, man. So, uh, Where were you at? I forgot what you were talking about, man. Um, talking about, um, you had just finished up about how I met Cindy or how, how I approached her and how that 
how that flowed. Did you guys you guys eat mushrooms on uh you said you ate some mushrooms, but it mushroom chocolate, but it wasn't too strong. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the strongest. It wasn't the strongest. Um but we did do that. We did that um what was that? Last week. <clears throat> no. Yeah, yeah, two last weekend, the last Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Last Saturday we did that. Oh, right on. Right on. Um, you did that on the beach or what? Yeah, man. We we went to the beach. Um, rolled to the beach at around 10 p.m. Around 10 p.m. And, um, yeah, both took one chocolate each. You know, it was equivalent to probably taking like a gram and a half of of mushroom. You know, that's what it felt like equivalent to like maybe like a gram and a half to two grams um well, that's still i mean if that's still a pretty good amount man if it felt yeah. like that you know because i microdose on like a third of a gram usually i mean but that's not really for psychedelic effects that's more for just mood enhancement type of deal right right yeah right. yeah so um well shit real quick before while it's on my mind it's kind of a switch of topics and we can get back into to whatever you want. But um, how do you see those fights going? There's a big uh, UFC 280s coming up. And uh, while it's on my mind, there's three big fights on that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Sugar Sean and Piotr Jan. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that one? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a pick em fight. I feel like all three of them are like 50, 50 with Sugar and um, Piotr Jan, you know, we've seen what Jan can do. We've seen him against the elite. Haven't seen Sugar against the elite yet. So, it you know, I think it really depends on how Sugar's skill set matches up with the elite fighters. If it matches up well, if he can adjust and, you know, not get overwhelmed, it should be a very competitive fight. Um you know, he has the reach. He has he has beautiful striking, but again, we haven't seen that striking against elite competition. We've seen Jan against <clears throat> Aldo. We've seen Jan against Sterling. We've seen Jan against um um uh San Sanhagen. Didn't he just fight? You I know? Think so yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Jan against the elite. So if again if Sugars skill set if he can maintain composure adapt and adjust i think it'll be an incredible an incredible fight hard to see it being finished unless you know sean sugar's legs give out yeah 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 that's gonna be a good one man um piotr young the first time i watched him fight wasn't that long ago it was his first fight against uh sterling and i was Mm -hmm. I was blown away by his <clears throat> by his boxing man. He's a really mm-hmm. good boxer, very uh, very accurate striker, mm-hmm. really good footwork. He um, he keeps that guard up. He's hard to hit, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, when he throws, he's he's just I don't know. I'm not a boxing expert, but he was just very accurate in that fight. Um, he was just picking uh, Sterling apart. Mm-hmm. And but then then uh, Sugar Sean, he's you know. 
he's a he's a good striker too. So mm-hmm. he's he's got that distance working for him, you know, that height and that distance, and he's probably mm-hmm. gonna try to keep his distance and pick him apart. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be a good fight, man. Incredible. And and then the who and then the the next fight is gonna be good too. Who do, who do you got on that one? Sterling TJ and, and uh, TJ. Sterling. That's a hard one, man. Kill a show. You know, you know uh, Aljo was out because you know Dillashaw got in trouble for peds you know for Mm -hmm. um performance enhancing shit a while back and so sterling was already kind of he was like well you know he's a cheater and if he wins we'll know why he wins and uh i was kind of like you don't you don't talk like that before a fight you know and uh uh, tj was like you're already making excuses man and and he was like i'm gonna show you what d1 wrestling looks like so they're kind of already talking shit you know so that's gonna be a good one I don't know who to pick on that one either. Yeah, again, 50-50, man. You know, TJ has some incredible striking, you know. At one point in time, you know, I felt like his was like, the he had like some of the best striking ever. Um, <clears throat> I think Sterling will probably, AJ will probably have a size advantage over TJ. Um, but, you know, TJ's striking is so incredible. It'll it'll be empty. Yeah, yeah. It can go either way, man. It can go either way. You know, Aljamain he has a he has really good jujitsu. You know, so that could be, you know, if TJ tries to wrestle him and take him down. I don't know how that'll how that'll trans how that'll transfer if he gets on the down on the ground with you know a high level jujitsu guy because he comes out of Sierra's camp. Right, yeah. so he's training with a uh, Sierra, <clears throat> so he take him down, but then he's gonna throw up some crazy, you know, crazy guard game on him. Yeah, that that's gonna be a good. And they're both in they're both in like tip top shape right now. Uh, you know, if you've seen shredded. that edit, they're both like just both shredded, man. So shredded. No, no one's gonna quit in that one. So that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be a good fight. And then you got mm-hmm. Charles and and Makachev, man. And like Makachev hasn't really fought. He's destroyed everybody, but he hasn't fought any any high level fighters yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But he's been training with Khabib his whole life, and Khabib mm-hmm. speaks w- so highly of him, and is like he's gonna run through Charles. You know, but then Charles is he's on a tear, man. So I don't know if you heard Gaethje say it, but <clears throat> you know Gaethje's a tough motherfucker, mm-hmm. and he hits hard. And Gaethje said he's like I've been fighting for years. I've never been hit as hard as Charles Oliveira hit me. Oh, really? when you get hit, yeah, he said, when you get hit, it, it rings your bell. But when Charles hit me, it was like nothing I ever felt. He was like, it was like I put my tongue on a really strong battery every time he hit me. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and that's Gaethje <laughs> being honest, you know, he's being honest. And that's a tough dude. And, uh, that's wild because I remember then, them days as a kid sticking my tongue on a nine volt battery to test it if it was I still, you know, shit. if it still had yeah, energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Somebody's hitting you hard as fuck if it feels like you're sticking your tongue <laughs> yeah. on a battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So those are going to be good, man. Uh, yeah, I'm going man. to work late on, on Saturday to watch those fights, man. So had to make sure we touch on those real quick. Yeah, man. But, uh, and then later on, you know, some point in time, you know, because you know, there's that fight and then there's the Adesanya card, you know. We just jump on and just talk about the fights. That'll be dope. Yeah, we can do one of those, yeah. Just do like a straight fight breakdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. We'll do that on an episode. <clears throat> so, um, 
You said you're getting some. You're going to be getting some mushrooms soon. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll shout out my what I'm picked because, like, I'm 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 rooting for sugar. I, I'm rooting for sugar because I love. I just I love I love I love his whole style. I want to see how far he can go. So you know, Pierre Tillon's been at the top already. He had the title already, so it's like you know he's done that. I want to see if Sean can make it. So I'm rooting for Sugar on the first fight. TJ, not TJ, rooting for Sterling for uh, that fight because again, um, TJ he's already kind of had his legacy, and I'm like you know let's see where let's see where AJ can take it. So I want to see how far he can go, and then of course man the champion has a name, you know. <laughs> The champion yeah. has a name, so you know who I'm rocking with on that. Exactly. That's um. <laughs> yeah, the I'll I'll throw out my picks, man. So I'm just going for Sugar Sean on the on the first fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to call that one because Piotr is a tough motherfucker. You know, former champion. He's high. He, Sugar's stepping up in competition by a long shot, and uh, he hasn't fought anybody at that level yet. But Sugar Sean is super confident mm-hmm. and he talks like he's going to beat him. And I think if he implements a correct game plan being so much longer than Piotr, if he can keep it on the feet and uh, pick him apart from distance, like he does, uh, I think he can win it, but he's doing so good at building his brand. You know, um, I watch all, he has a couple podcasts. I check his podcasts out online. You know, he's yeah. an interesting dude. He's doing he well with that, selling himself. And uh, I'm sold. I like the guy. So yeah. I go with, uh, and he's a smart dude too, man. He was on Rogan and he's, he's, um he's into, he's really into introspection and personal growth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm definitely going for Sugar Sean. And then I'll go with, I'm not the hugest fan of either one of those guys, but uh, the second fight, but, uh, my pick as a fight fan is TJ. I think TJ is going to, I think TJ is going to win that fight mm-hmm. just because his, like you said, his boxing his striking is really good. And then he's a D one wrestler. So I'm going to go with him on that one. And then yeah, Charles, I got to go with Oliveira. I like that guy too much, man. He, uh, yeah, I love that shit. I was watching a documentary on him the other day and you know, do Bronx means like, like from the ghetto. That's what that's the, that's basically what that means. And and I love the fact that because they were translating it, you know, and he gets up there on the mic. And if you say it in English, he's like, you know, this division has a champion and the champion has a name and it's Charles from the ghetto. And I'm like, fuck, that's so <laughs> he's just fucking representing all the way from the, you know, the favelas from the favela in, in Brazil, you know, and he's up yeah. here on the world stage and he's saying his name and he's saying I'm from the ghetto and I'm yeah. Charles and I'm the champion. And you got to love that dude, man. You know, 100, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Those are the picks, man. There we go. There we go. Yeah, let's man. See, let's see how that. Uh, let's see how that TJ and AJ fight goes. <laughs> yeah, that that's goes. gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good fight, man. That can go either way. All of them. Either way. All of them. All. Yeah. Yeah. They're man. all gonna be good. Can't wait. Can't freaking wait, man. So, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, man. <clears throat> tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me. Tomorrow I'm gonna pick up. Five grams, five grams of uh, mushrooms. Um, the the mushroom that I've been digging, I haven't had a lot. I've had the I've had the golden teachers, um, 
There was another one, but um, the one I've been digging is one called Blue Magnolia. And uh, there's a guy here on Maui. He, that's what he does. He 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 grows them, um, you know. And and uh, you know, I think because I've had some, you know, there's like dirt weed, right? You know, there's like dirt weed. I feel like there's like dirt mushrooms too. And oh yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've had those before, and it's not the cleanest experience, you know. Um, this guy, he. You know, I, I I believe he cultivates them in a way where you know these these are these are very healthy healthy mushrooms, and the ones that I get from him, you know, it's just a very clean, beautiful experience. So I'm gonna pick up five grams um, tomorrow, and you know, take some take some this weekend when I go to uh, go up to the waterfall and go up to Haleakala. That should be it. Should make for a real just a, again a beautiful amazing time what do you think how much you think you'll take on that walk <clears throat> man you know I'm, I'm debating you know you know it might be um half a gram you know maybe in the morning wake up take half a gram kind of let it set in and then um you know and then go take a dip go take a dip and uh <laughs> purify myself in the the waters of Lake Monotonka. Isn't that what <laughs> the day Chappelle Prince? <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, take a little bit. <laughs> and then um yeah, man, go up there and get into that those cold those cold mountain mountain spring waters, man. It's amazing. So yeah, probably half half a gram will probably what I do. Bro, that that was on Kauai there was um you know, Ho did we? I don't think we went, but Ho O P E Falls. Did you walk to that one? Yeah. Did you walk in through that neighborhood up there in um in Kapahi. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ho O P E was like that was my spot, man. Because it's um for those of you that haven't been to Hawaii or Kauai, especially which is very rural, there's just trails everywhere, and it's very un uh it's not it's unsanctioned, I guess you would say. Like there's not. Like you go to the bigger island, like maybe Oahu, and you have railings around hikes, and you know don't go here because this could happen. Don't park here. But Kauai is just like this, like the Wild West. You know, you can just yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. It's just a jungle island, and you're free to go wherever you want. You know, it's one of the last places, at least in America, like that. You know, and uh, yeah, who knows how long it'll be like that? But hopefully for a long time. I mean, that's what makes it so magical because you're, mm -hmm. you're kind of you're more free there. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's, there's this one hike uh, up in this neighborhood. It's right between these houses and you just start hiking out and the weather there is pretty hot. So it's humid. It's hot most of the time. And sometimes it's hot as a motherfucker, you know, and uh, <laughs> it can be, you know, yeah, it can be so hot there. And man, I used to go to this hike, Ho'opi Falls, and I would just go by myself in the morning when there was nobody walking it. And I would go walk out there. And it's probably about a 10 or 15 minute hike through the jungle and you're walking along this river and it's there. You got the canopy of the jungle there. So it's, it's shaded, but you're still hot and there's fucking mosquitoes and shit. But by the time you get there, you, you get to this, there's a waterfall and there's like a, you know, a lake and a, and then there's a little pool by the waterfall. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, man, you fuck nobody around. And it's just, you just got a lake, you got jungle and you're in the mm -hmm. middle of fucking nowhere 
and you go in yeah. these, these jungle pools and it's just like ice water, man. Maybe yeah. not ice, but it's cold, cold water. And it's it just cold. amazing. I would just, you, you, you know, you just go in there and you can just reset your whole mind, your body, your spirit, meditate, and mm-hmm. you're ready for life after that. That's, I really miss that about Kauai, that hike right there. That was my, that was my shit. That was my reconnection, man. And I, I kind of got to live through you now because you get to go do that shit with mushrooms. Vicariously know? through me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, man. I'll make sure to give you all the juicy details. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do, we'll do another one of these. You can tell me what happened. Me, Shoot, man. Go we got to get you out here, man, so we could do it together. I know. I need to get out there soon enough, man. I'm working out some things here and then. Eventually, I'll go out there, man, for sure. In divine yeah. time and all and, uh, in divine time. And... Yeah, man. Let me go turn this fan on real quick. I'm, I'm going to yeah. cut this piece out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, it's getting so hot, I started having a heat stroke and shit, bro. <laughs> I want uh, you passing out on me. <laughs> no, I was. I was sitting here and fucking like, started sweating and shit. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Oh. Shit. I have to leave it on for the remainder and then fuck it. Next time I'll, I'll, I don't know what the fuck I'll do. I got to figure it out. I didn't think this microphone would pick up the fan because it's, it should just pick up what's closest to it. I can, probably shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not horrible. I can, I can hear it, but it's not, it's not like it's overpowering you. Okay. <sighs> God motherfucking damn it. There we go. All right. What else is so? What else is new, man? I, I what else is going on? Shoot, man. You know, <clears throat> you know, just you know, taking it day by day, living in the moment. You know, um, that's that's what's going on right now, man. You know, um, you know. Always working on things, though, you know, always working on things, you know, working on got a couple of, uh, cert, you know, certs and trainings that I'm working on, um, you know, because definitely want to, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit is definitely alive within me, you know, and burning. So, you know, looking at definitely getting into, you know, creating a business. Um, yeah, man. You know. Stefan raps too, man. He's a, he's a hip hop <laughs> artist. He's a good lyricist. So you should go yeah. if you go to his uh, go to um, his Instagram, Soul Brother Rhythm at Soul go. Brother Rhythm, and you go. can check out some of his reels and some of his lyrics. He's got some conscious stuff going on, man. He's just getting his studio set up at the house as well, too, man. One hundred. So we'll be expecting some uh, some work, bro. Expecting man. some shit, some some music coming from there. No soon, doubt, man. man. I was thinking, man, we might if I could find a beat, a non copywritten beat. We could think of like a, like an intro, like a fifteen second intro, just like a hook. You know what I mean? I really like the one that we did that that you did that one time, man. You know, um, a cup, cup of, of what was it? With, cup of tea with some lime in it. Lime in it. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was dope, man. I like the vibe of that. It had like a jazzy beat, kind of jazzy. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then the lyrics. I love that. I could see that as an intro, man. So we're going to have to talk about that. Um, hey, I got you, man. I got you. No yeah, doubt. definitely. So, yeah, man. Let me get some of this water. Yeah, man. So, you know, working on, um, 
yeah, working on, um, you know, the nutrition certification, corrective exercise, um, performance, um, you know, coupling that with everything that I have now and looking at creating, creating a, uh, you know, really step into becoming a, a body practitioner, you know, good man. And, and that's, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, empowering and healing, you know, that's, um, that's the way to go, you know? And it's funny. Like when I was, um, it's, it's just, it's just funny when you listen to, to the little things that resonate with you. When I was in the army, um, for some reason, I loved, I loved doing PT. I loved doing PT and I loved doing PT in a group. One of the things I loved the most was when we would run and sing cadence and I would be one of the cadence callers, right? So, you know, one, two, three, four, hey, one, two, three, four, hey, you know, so. Hell yeah. <laughs> out there doing that call Love and that response. Shit. Oh, that should be pumping me the fuck up, man. Oh, bro. You know what's funny is, is what's up? I think I told you this, man, but in the academy, I was a cadence caller, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, no I, doubt. I was a cadence caller. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I swear, yo, Jackson. Left, I don't let by your left. Right, left, Lip, right on left. left. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo, yeah, I swear, man. It's shit, like, man. It, 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 it's like every once in a while, man, we'll be sharing something from our from our life, and they'll be like, yo, that was me too. It's like, God damn it, dog. We were like cut from the same cloth. Yeah, man. <clears throat> That's why we vibe, man. Yo, like, <laughs> that goes right back to what we were talking about earlier, man, about um when you tune into your frequency right and you're true to your frequency you know and that's that's the beauty when you're true to your own frequency one you're a genuine being that other people can appreciate and when you meet someone who can understand and tune into your frequency that's when you feel appreciated and you feel seen you feel valued you feel appreciated because you are and then when you meet someone who resonates with your frequency, it's, it's nothing needs to be forced. Everything just flows. You know, you don't have to force a connection. You don't have to force a relationship. It just, it just is. And you know, a big part of that is learning to accept who we are is we have to accept ourselves. We have to value ourselves, right? Cause if you don't appreciate who you are, then you're not going to, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to acknowledge or send out your frequency strong. You're going to have a low vibration. You know, it's kind of like if you don't appreciate the music coming out of your radio station, you're going to turn that station down or turn it off. But if you value what's coming out of that station, you're going to blast that motherfucking stereo. You're going to roll the windows down and you're going to drive like five miles an hour down the neighborhood. So everybody can see you and hear what you're bumping. And when you value who you are, that's how you kind of roll. And you don't need everybody in your whip when you're bumping your music. You, you just might need two, two, one or two people, one in the front seat with you, one in the back. And y'all just cruising, vibing to, you know, to your, to your station. So, you know, get that. It's all, everything's relative. Everything's connected. Everything's relative. And, um, I say all that just to, get right back to that man yeah man like it's it's just so funny man there's like every time we 
share something, you know, it's like, you know, you were a Cadillac, black and mild, old school bumping, rapping dude. And it's like, I was same thing here, you know, and it's like, damn, you know, so it's funny you were Cadence calling, but, um, but yeah, man. So, so I was, you know, uh, that was something that I was doing. Cadence calling when I was in, um, Cadence calling when I was in the, in the army. And one of the things that I noticed and that resonated with me was one, the camaraderie with, with, um, you know, working out together when we're doing PT physical training. And then, um, you know, when you're doing cadence call, I don't know if you felt this, but I felt it when you're in a, when you're in a group, you guys are all marching in sync. You know, you're doing the call and response in sync. There's like a synergistic feeling you like, I would get the chills sometimes. Like you feel connected to everybody. You know, because everyone's in harmony. You're literally drilling and conditioning yourselves to be one, you know, with the marching and with the cadence calling. But um, it was something that really resonated with me. And I noticed that people that gravitated and really appreciated and made the most out of those moments, they were um, growth mindset individuals. With wildland firefighting, same thing. We did We did physical training. And we did PT and there was the people that really made the most out of PT were growth mindset individuals, very positive. And we would have conversations and, you know, you know, it would, it would just be beautiful, beautiful, transformative work. And then that's what made me want to jump into, um, fitness and personal training. I was like, you know, what I'm noticing in the military and in wildland fire or in firefighting is people accessing the deeper parts of themselves, becoming stronger versions of themselves one through, through fitness, because you're challenging and remolding yourself. And, um, I wanted to bring that to the civilian world. And, um, I was so grateful to experience that, you know, you, <clears throat> you touch a lot of people when you're a fitness trainer, you touch a lot of people, you impact a lot of people's lives. And it was, it was wonderful, really wonderful. But then as I'm doing that, I'm realizing, you know, the healing can go deeper and you start finding your niche and, um, you know, I'm starting to really hone in on my niche on who are the people that I want to impact. So that's something that I'm working on now, getting these certificates and then creating a, a, a avenue for the people that I recognize in my niche to then enrich themselves and empower themselves, you know? Yeah, man, that's, uh, and I think a lot of the people in your niche will be, cause a lot of time the people in your niche are people who are similar to you, man. Mm -hmm. And you know, this something that you bring to the table is that you allow for, especially for men, you allow for other men to, to be themselves, you know, without, without, it's the same reason that we're connected, you know, because there's, there's a lot of people that need to need to do the inner work, man, mm -hmm. you know, that, that need to go within and, and, and get rid of those demons that mm -hmm. are, that we all have, but some people never, never really take that trip, man. 
you know, mm-hmm. until they run into somebody who who's already doing it, who's f- facing the fears, who's facing the demons, who's going into the cave that we fear enter where the treasure is is hidden, you know. And that's what that's how we live our life, yeah. and um, that's that's the hero in the story. But we're all on our own hero's journey. Everybody has a cave that they fear to enter, you know, mm-hmm. but it holds the treasure that we seek. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm grateful to be on this journey and to have you as you know as we're in this tribe together, man, you know, and as we build it, there's going to be more of us. And that's what we're here to help. For me, that's who we're here to help. We're here to help those people that we're to hit. For me, I'm here to help the men who are, who are looking for their own truth and who want to find out who they are and want to step into the greater version of themselves and to step into that cave and to slay that dragon, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, I feel like even if it's subconsciously, you're, you're here to help those people too, man. You know, so, um, because you're doing it, you're doing the work. And when you do the work, you reflect that into the world, you know, and yeah. so as you do the work, you become the medicine because mm-hmm. other people see you doing it. And if you share it, then, then it will inspire them to do the same, you know, and, and we all have a group of people out there who relate only with us and you have that group as well, you know, and especially you as, as well. you share yourself with, the, yeah, especially as you share <laughs> yourself with the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm actually, so we're, we're, I'm going to cut it here pretty quick because for some reason I got this heat stroke going on. I don't know what happened, but I started getting hot and then I know what it was. I ate one. I took one of these once in a while. I take these, uh, these Zen. It's good for focus. It's like a little nicotine packet, mm. but that shit made me woozy as fuck the last 15 minutes. Mm. I took it out, but it won't go away, man. So, mm. and then it got hot and I'm like, fuck, I just got to, I got to go sit down for a minute. So we'll, we'll continue this. We'll have more of these. So okay. an hour and a half and we'll, we'll do another one soon. But, um, no doubt, no doubt. Let's, uh, let's do this. It, it, you got a group, you got a thousand of those men and they're standing in front of you, man. And, and they want to hear something that you have to say. They got their ear turned to you, you know? What are you going to tell them? They're looking for their, they're looking for, they're looking for something like Stefan. What man, how, how do I, um, I'm, I'm trying to find myself here, man. What What do I do, man? What, what do I, uh, how do I, how do I find that vibration? How, how do I, how do I start walking toward it? What are some things I can do, man? You know, first off, I'm on that journey too. So I can only speak to how far I've come, <laughs> you know, um, Second is just to, I think the first thing we all got to do is get in tune to our vibration and our station, you know, listen, start learning and understanding what your song is. Start learning and understanding what your frequency is and what that's trying to tell you. And when you start hearing that, then it's, then it comes to making decisions on acting on what it's telling you, you know, and as you start acting on what it's telling you, that's when you start having these revelations and start having these moments of levity and feeling freer and truer and more grounded, you know, that's, that's the beginning part. And some of it's easy to do. Some of it's easy to do. Some of it's just, you know, You've always wanted to, you've always wanted to take jujitsu. So then you enroll into your local jujitsu school and right away 
you're like, I found a tribe and I feel wonderful, you know, and man, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. Other times it might be, you know, it might be analyzing where you are in that moment of your life, realizing that um, maybe you were in autopilot. Maybe you were, um, maybe you were in fight or flight in survival mode and you made decisions based off fear and needing to survive. And, you know, you did the best you can, but you're not where you want to be. And it may, you may need to reevaluate and start making decisions on to get yourself to where you would want to be, you know, and that's honest conversation. And that's the hard shit. That's the hard shit because then you gotta, you can't point a finger and say, Oh, it's because of this It's because of this. You got to point at yourself and be like, well, I didn't do this and I need to do this. And then you just need to do it. That's the other piece, you know? So it's doing that. And as you do it, you just find yourself just stepping into who you are more and more every day, you know, and it's, it's doing things like this, you know, jumping on here, you know, doing things like what you're doing, creating the, the JGC, the Jackson Gage collective and, and, you know, creating this platform, inviting people on, having these conversations and just starting something, you know, like Michael Jackson said, you got to be starting something, you know, (laughs) (laughs) got to be starting something. (laughs) something. Mm -hmm. Too high to get over, too low to get under, you're stuck in the middle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't have a baby if you can't have a baby. <laughs> Don't you know? bang the baby. <laughs> Shoot. Mama say, Mama say, Mama say. You know what? What am I? Go- what I gotta say to all those people? Listen to Michael Jackson. Go bump some Michael yeah. Jackson and take some mushrooms. There you go. <laughs> you yeah, find a way, yeah, man. Bump some yeah. Michael and take some mushrooms. I agree. <laughs> go listen to some Michael Jackson, man. Yeah. Fuck. Powerful dude there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, shit, yeah, man. Thanks for doing this, man. That was a good first first run, and we will have Stefan on again probably soon. And uh, hit him up on Instagram at Soul Brother Rhythm. Give him a follow. Check out some of his uh, some of his hip hop. I'm thinking he's going to be putting up more now that he's got his uh, setup going on and everything. And uh, yeah, 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 you man. know, check out Adventures. <clears throat> you know, my Adventures on the yeah, Island. Um, adventures in Hawaii. Yeah, Adventures yeah. in Hawaii. And as as we get further along, you know, you know, I'll I'll be posting about my, you know, experiences with with the mushroom. Um, as I get further along, start talking about mind body practices. You know, so Soul Brother Rhythm will. Well, that's what it's about. You know, that Soul Brother Rhythm. That's what that is. There you go. Tune in with the soul brother rhythm, energy and vibe. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep on doing this thing, man. And, uh, AKA, AKA Ruben love, yeah. AKA marvelous Miriam Webster. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Let's thanks go. for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe on, on Spotify, follow on Spotify, leave a review. You can just go on Spotify and leave like a five star review. It's easy. Just hit the fifth star hit subscribe so you get all these episodes and I'll, we'll be putting a bunch of episodes out. There's a, uh, you can either find it on YouTube. If you want to watch the video, there's, there'll also be a video episode on Spotify. Um, and you can also go on iTunes and check it out. You can follow me at the increase life on Instagram. 
And uh, yeah, just stay tuned and make sure you share this with somebody and we'll keep it going. And thanks again for coming on here, Miriam Webster, Stephen Bell. And uh, I appreciate you, man. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get another one in soon. And, Looking uh, forward to it. Good shit. Looking forward to it. Yep. I appreciate you too, bro. So, for sure, man. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Stefan, thanks for coming in. Love you, bro. Yeah. And, uh, yep. We'll talk soon. So just hang out for a second. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Peace. <laughs>